ho, 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 Merry Christmas. You're still a fucking asshole. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. Okay. If I borrow money from a pessimist, would they expect to not get it back? Hmm. I may never know. When taking a shower, remember to scrub your asshole with soapy water, because nobody likes a stinky asshole. Live from the historic river market in downtown Kansas City, Missouri, from the crystal blue waters of the Missouri River, it's Two Douchebags and a Microphone Podcast. Hi everybody, this is Two Douchebags and Microphone, I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. Oh, hey, um, Rob, I got a question for you. Yeah. You ever heard of Scorigami? No, I haven't. Okay, interesting little concept here. I guess it's become like a better's big deal and stuff, you know. Um, and, okay, Scorigami in the NFL is a combined total final score added together that has never happened before. So a perfect example of scoregami in the NFL would be the Thursday night football game between the Los Angeles Chargers and Las Vegas Raiders. The final score yeah. was 63-21. to 21. That combined score added together is 84. That number has never happened in the NFL before, so that would make it a scoregami score. Okay. Okay, so you see where they're going with this, okay? It's just another way to bet, another way to look at a, at, at a couple of games. Let's face it, this was an ass-bag game, okay? The Raiders aren't doing that well. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers definitely aren't doing that well. As a matter of fact, right after the game, they fired their head coach. So, you know, they're, they're not doing well. So it's an ass-bag game, so something like this gives the average Joe maybe a rooting interest in it, and maybe you get tired of betting over or under, I mean, because over or under, 63 to 21, I guarantee you nobody bet over that. Everything was under, so, anyhow, so, um, okay, that since that number's never happened, in, and, and it made it scorigami, so the one-point safety, have you ever heard of a one-point safety, Rob? No, I have not. I didn't till I started looking into scoregami more, and then I found out this. So a one-point safety is the rarest score in the NFL. And the reason they point out the one-point is because there's never, ever been a one-to-nothing game. Never. Which interests me because you think in all these years, there would have been, right? Yeah. Not okay. ever. Not before the AFL and the NFL, uh, NFC got together. Um None of that. It's never happened as far as on record, not even in college, not even in high school, because college has the same rule about the one-point uh, um, safety, okay? But it's, um, so, anyhow, um, okay, so what has to happen with one-point safety is a team is trying to convoint, con convert a two-point conversion, then fumble the ball, the defense then takes the ball out of the end zone and then gets tackled in the end zone for the one-point safety. Isn't that interesting? Wow. Yeah. So that is the I official. Knew that. that is a one-point safety, and it and it is and it, and it is an actual um, scoring. You know, it, 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 but it's one point, and I didn't know this, but yeah. So. Um, Okay, so it's never happened in the modern NFL, but it has happened in 1956. You know what? I was wrong. I thought they did. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, I could have swore. You know what? I was wrong. It has happened. 
but it has happened. Oh, okay. it, it has happened in 1956 in the old NFC conference before the AFL merge. The Cleveland Browns were the recipient of a one-point safety. Now, now the spread in Vegas on the odds of a one-point uh, uh, safety is usually around one to ten thousand. So one could bet a dollar and potentially win ten thousand. Now, if one combined this with Scorigami, the odds are even more nutty. It's usually around one in twenty thousand. One could potentially put a dollar down and come up with twenty thousand if these rare things happen. Yeah. Now, yeah, that game may never happen, but it's a hell of a lot cooler to bet on what you know than what Rayana's song is going to lead off with at the Super Bowl. You know. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's something that is a legitimate bet. You know, it's not like what Rayana's dress is going to be. It's not going to be if Beyonce has arrested Destiny Child. Whether it's not going to be, you know, if uh, Steven Tyler, uh, um, you know, salutes the crowd. You know, whatever. So, anyhow, pretty interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow, you got something you want to go into, Rob? Yeah, actually, I have an update. Um, here, or a week or two ago, I uh, did a story about Steamboat Willie, the first Mickey Mouse cartoon. Yes. On how uh, Disney was about to lose the trademark, and uh-huh. it was up to them whether they wanted to save him or not. Yeah. On January 1st, 2024... Steamboat Willie, and consequently, the characters of Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse will enter the public domain. I'll be damned. And this is on DisneyByMark.com. I wonder why they're choosing not to re-up that. They have the money. It's not a big deal to them. Any ideas on that, Rob? Uh, no. Well, I can't get their angle. Oh, here. The spokesperson continued, more modern versions of Mickey will remain unaffected. It's violation of Steamboat Willie copyright, and Mickey will continue to play a leading role as a global ambassador. Okay. All right. Yeah, it, it doesn't say why they're not. They simply don't need it, and so they're not bothering with it. So, okay. Hey, uh... Uh, just for everyone yeah. to know, our new show is going to be called Steamboat Willie. Ah, right, cool. First of 2024, we're no longer two douchebags in a microphone. We are Steamboat Willie. We can legally do it. Yes. So, uh, do you know they have artificial intelligence toilets? At this point, it wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> me neither. An artificial intelligence tool is being developed by Duke scientists and can be added to the standard toilet to help analyze patient's stool and give gastrointestinologists the information they need to provide appropriate treatments for chronic issues such as inflammatory bowel disease and irritable bowel disease, IBI, IBD, and IBS. The work is being done by Duke University's Center for Water Sanitation, Hygiene, and Infectious Disease and was presented Saturday at the Virtual Conference Digestive Disease Week 2023. Typically, gastrointestinologists, uh, uh, fuck, you know, people look at your gastrointestinal cycle, ha- have to rely on uh, patient self-reported information about their stool to help determine the cause of their gastrointestinal, uh, intestinal, uh, intestinal, I keep saying testicle, Rob, what the hell, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Intestinal health issues, which can be very unreliable. I'm sorry, man. I just got home from work and just let the dogs out, and I ran straight here to do the podcast. I'm a little, I'm a little beat, and I'm probably yeah. not be reading stuff too good today. So I'm just letting y'all know. Um, anyhow, you know, um, it's pretty cool, and they even have um, these uh, these AI toilets can even um, tell if there's something fishy in your blood that could relate to cancer-wise. Really? Yeah, now that doesn't happen all the time. Under certain situations, it can help them look into it further to maybe 
diagnose cancer hopefully early. So, I mean, this is a pretty good invention because there's a lot of IBD and IBI people out there that don't have answers. And I tell you what, a lot of people laugh at it. It's a serious condition because I know two people that have it, and it's horrible. You can't hardly go yeah. out in public because all of a sudden, you, you know, your gut feels like it's turning round and round, and you got to run to the toilet, and you know, and then you're in a public toilet and you're splatting all over the place, and the toilet water's hitting you. I, I mean, it's just, you know. It's not a very good thing to have in it, and, you know, if they can start figuring some stuff about it, that would be really good, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so... That, that would be. Um, Rob... I, I, I can see where AI would be good at that. Yes. The yeah. other stuff that scares me. Oh, shit. Well, we've been going off about that for a long time. Yeah, yeah. No and, sense um, of bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> Um, anyhow, um, on a lighter note, you know that Oreo has three new flavors, Rob? Really? Yep. The three new Oreo flavors are Oreo Gluten-Free Golden, Oreo Peanut Butter Cakesters, and Limited Edition Oreo Black and White Cookies. Looking at the options, they are quite different. The most exciting flavor is the Oreo Peanut Butter Cakesters, which I agree with. A permanent addition, the combination of the slightly softer cookie with a sweet and salty flavor should be quite enjoyable. The peanut butter cream is rich, yet not overpowering. While uh, there was a nuttier butter cakester, but it's no longer available. So this one's going to probably, I mean, kind of take the place of that, I guess. Yeah. And and it sounds pretty damn good to me. Yeah, it sounds good to me, too. Yeah, hell yeah. I, I'd be willing to try them. Uh, and I will, as soon as I see them, I will be grabbing them off the shelf, and uh, they'll eventually make their way into my mouth. So. Yeah, me too. All right. So, uh, Rob, did you ever get a, did you get your hairy asshole Olympics uh, in or not, or should we do that tomorrow? Doesn't matter whether we do it today or tomorrow. I got mine. I got mine too. Is this a throwdown, Rob? Is this a throwdown? Uh, did you throw in a band? Oh shit! No, you you don't have to. We can we can throw them in next time. Okay, I didn't ask, uh, so I just figured we weren't doing a band. Okay, we'll do the band next time. I got ten. All right, let's take us a break, and we're going to come back with the Harry Asshole Olympics Part Three. Three, episode one. Oof. All right, we're getting we're getting down and dirty. We're going to run out of hairy assholes, Rob. Oh, just wait. I'm about to whip your ass. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right, I heard that last time, too, and the time before. Last I knew, uh, we well, were even up. Well, I did up. win the last one. Yeah, but we're even up, right? Didn't I win the first one? Right. We're even. All right. Okay. We'll be right back here in a minute with the hairy asshole Olympics. A lot of podcasts just come from a can. Here at Two Douchebags and a Microphone, we pour our own podcasts. Next up, Things Overheard in Hell. Spam. With Spam Helper tonight. How yummy. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. Hey, your mother called you. Every to do straight through the microphone. Pasteurize for your protection. The apocalypse just happened. You don't know what to do. You don't know where to go. But we can tell you what you can eat. Elderberries can be a delicious and tasty treat in the wild. During an apocalypse, this can be a great go-to food because it is also medicinal. It helps with inflammation to headaches, and also, maybe you're sore from uh, running from that radioactive antelope or whatever, take some elderberries. Maybe you can run a little bit faster and get away from the damn thing. Next up, Things Overheard in Hell. Baseball's third season of the year begins tonight. Yay! Two ass bags and a box of Cheez-Its will be right back.
and we are back to douchebags and a microphone. I am the Mark part of it, and I am Rob. All righty, okay. So, like we said before, I'm gonna take a drink of my uh, Mountain Dew here, real sugar Mountain Dew, because I'm that kind of a snob. Yeah, I'm gonna take a drink of tea. All righty, real sugar tea, right? Of course. All right, because he's that kind of a snob. So yeah. Okay. Harry Asso Olympics, Volume 3, Episode 1. My first one, David Crosby. I know he's a musician, but I don't consider him a band. No, no, he's a musician. Yeah, yeah, I meant him as, uh, as a person and not a band, because we'll do the band thing next time. Okay, well, let's put him against Wolfgang Van Halen. Oh, shit. That's easy to me. It's got to be Wolfgang. He's younger, and he's really hairy. Yes, he is. Well, and David Crosby's dead, too. So, that, But still, it doesn't matter. I, well, I wasn't yeah. even taking that into consideration. Uh, no, uh, you know, um, I think asshole hair still grow for a couple of years, so I think we're good on him, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Wolfgang won it. Next one. Dan Haggerty. Also known as Grizzly Adams. Ooh. <laughs> yes, sir, Rob. Yes, sir. Against Dennis Rodman. Um, I'm going to have to go with Dan Haggerty because I've seen Dennis Rodman in person and he's not that hairy. I just figured he might have a little something going on down there. No, he uh, hangs out at uh, this place called Ocean Manor Hotel in Fort Lauderdale. My understanding is uh, I've seen Michael Irvin there and a couple other football players who I weren't sure who they were, but everybody said they look like and everyone said they're football players. But um, anyhow, he's not that hairy, dude. Well, I I, I, kinda, I just threw Dennis in there. Well, I think it's... I, I, like, I kind of want to keep Dan around because... Oh, okay, I get you. I like to put him up against. All right, cool. That sounds good. Um but anyhow, Dennis Rodman, I love the thought of it. I mean, I do. But, man, you talk about a guy that, geez, in my opinion, just a yeah. complete fucking douchebag. I mean, I was walking in from uh, from the beach, and they were right in front of me, him and his little short little handler guy. And it's like crazy because his handler looks like to be about four foot tall, for real, not just because he's standing next <laughs> to Dennis Rodman. And He's like in front of me, hey, out of the way, and all this stuff, and directed everything. And it's like, dude, get the fuck out of here, you little bastard. So, anyhow, Dennis Rodman gets in the lobby of Ocean Manor. Everyone's having breakfast, and he's like in the lobby where the dining room is, and 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 he starts going, uh, 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 and I'm like, what the fuck, and. People are, like, looking at him like he's, like, reciting the Lord's Prayer. I'm like, man, dude, it's like, dude, you overstayed your welcome. Go. Get. Anyhow, and, yeah, and then you see all these people down at the Tiki Hut behind there fucking marking out to him. Ugh. Anyhow, you know what? I, I'm not a fan. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, um, um, go ahead and uh, you say the next two. That way we're like completely even on this and then we'll just switch back and forth, okay? So you pick one that you want out there against whoever I can get. Okay. I'm going to throw out Phil Robertson. Phil Robertson. Please, please, who is the, it? The, it's the father, the founder of Duck Commander. Okay. Trying to if think. you ever watch the show, he is always picking stuff out of his beard. He's always telling people oh, how yeah, he yeah. only takes a shower once a week. Okay, okay. Um, all right. 
I'm going to put him against Santa Claus. I don't know. I know who you're talking about now, and it's pretty even up. Do you yeah, want... I mean, on the show, you watching big stuff, obviously. Yeah, I'm going to have to go. Um, what's his name again? Phil Robertson. I think Phil Robertson beats out Santa Claus just by an, an, an ink. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna Santa have... is pretty busy, especially this time of year. He yeah. ain't got time to take care of You know what? You're right. We need to leave Santa alone. We may we may revisit him, okay? You know. All right. All right. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and Santa Claus lost this, but we reserve the right for either you or me to bring him back at a future date. How's that? When he's not so busy. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Your turn. Wolfman Jack. Oh, I got one. Denver Pyle, Uncle Jesse, Dukes of Hazard. Oh, wow. Dude, I was reaching. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got you out of the Wolfman Jack. Wolfman Jack. All right. He's going to be a hard one to beat. Yes, he is. I like Denver Pyro. I like, I like him. Okay, we're going to go ahead and give it to Wolfman Jack with the other thought that one of us can bring Denver Pyle back if we want. Yeah, okay. I, I like him. Alrighty, okay. Caesar from Planet of the Apes. Oh! <laughs> I've got one coming up that's going to blow your mind, Rob. Uh, I think. I really think Donald Trump has a comb over down there also. <laughs> I'm still going with the ape. I'm not going yeah, to argue. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going to argue with the comb over down there. Yeah, he probably yeah. does. And he probably makes women fondle it and ogle over it and tell them how good it is. Oh, you know he does. Oh, it's a terrific, terrific comb-over of my balls. Oh, such a great comb-over. <laughs> oh, it's such a good comb-over. So, anyhow. <laughs> anyhow. All right. Caesar. It is. Um, yeah. All right. Next one. Jason Kelsey. <laughs> He, my friend, is hairy. His beard comes up to his fucking eyes. Almost. Let's put him up against Jason Momoa. I'm going to have to go with Jason uh, Kelsey. Because Momoa's beard is it, its a good one, but it's not Jason Kelsey good. Jason Kelsey, if you look at him, his beard goes way up his cheek. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't even think he even trims his eyebrows. No, he doesn't. He's got those fucking uh, black woolly worm looking eyebrows. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, you get Jason the... Lee. Oh, go ahead, what? Kelsey, it is. Alrighty, your turn. Two of them. Zach Wilde. I had him and took him off. I like that. I like that pick. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna put him against Bruiser Brody. Ooh. <laughs> we're that's right. We're bringing Bruiser Brody out of the grave to fend off yeah. Zach Wild. I don't oh, know. Wow. Uh, do you want this to go to Topher? This is kind of tough. I don't know. To me, this is pretty dead even. Yeah, let's send that one to Topher. Okay, here, let me... Okay. Okay, against Zach Wild. Okay, goes to Topher. All right. Okay, next one. 
Sigourney Weaver. I'll put her against Ted Nugent. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, he's looking at her going, wang, dang, sweet poontang. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got the Maserati, he got the Maserati, he got the Maserati. <laughs> I wasn't expecting him. All right. I, that's who I took Zach Wilde out for was Ted Nugent. I was like, yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know you were going to use him. I was like, I'll use him later. Um, well, I, Uncle I'm, Ted. Uncle Teddy. All right. Okay, next one. A.K. Thomas, a.k.a. Finch from American Pie. Ooh, solid, solid. I'm going to put him against... Albert Einstein. Ooh. I, uh, um, I think, uh, what's his name again? Fence, uh, Finch. 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 And from American Pie, right? Yeah. He might edge out Albert Einstein. He might, uh, just by a hair. He, he's the one that slept with Stifler's mom. Yes, yes. I'm gonna. Yeah. Have, I'm gonna have to say him. Um, uh, what do you think? I think he might edge it out. Okay. Now, I really what, do. What's his name again? Eddie K. Thomas, A.K.A. Finch from American Pie. Eddie Thomas. Finch. American. All right, so I'm trying to keep good records of these because my last ones were fucked. I am too. It took me forever to figure out what we were talking about because I just jotted this and that. I'm trying to explain a little bit better. All right, finally, I got one. The the, the Duluth Trading Company cartoon guy. You know, the one that gets, uh, gets his underwear in a vice? Yeah. The lumberjack guy? Well... It's our last one, isn't it? It is. And I yeah. saved him for last because he's solid. That dude is flat out fucking hairy. Yeah, my last one's Slash. Slash is good and solid, but I got to go with the Duluth trading guy. Because he too has a beard that's Jason Kelsey worthy. You got a point there. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah. Okay, the Duluth trading guy. This is going to be a good one, Rob. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. We're I. We both came up with some solid shit on that one. <laughs> that, that that right there was probably our best edition of Harry Asshole Olympics. I think so. And you yeah, know what? there is some solid ones on there. I never did describe it. Usually I describe it, so let me describe it right now. Harry Asshole Olympics yeah. was uh, it's a competition that we put famous people in, and what we're doing is we're guessing who has a hairier asshole. And that's what it's about. We love the contest, and other people love it too. Yeah. We get emails about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of emails, I have to address one of them. I don't have them all downloaded, but okay. Uh, I didn't. I didn't download it and print it off. But basically, here's what somebody said. They said, "I am like you are the mad shitter in Clinton, Missouri. I am the mad crop duster, and I am responsible for farting all over you in the break room. And I think it's funny, and I'm going to keep doing it." Remember, I already got an email to someone fe- uh, fessing up yeah. about being the... Well, I got another yeah. one. I got another one from the same address. And they're pretty much rubbing my nose in it. They said that they're going to fart on me more often now. Uh-oh. And again, he said, P.S., everybody thinks it's you. Yep. We got to... We got to... You don't know what kind of war you start. That's what I say. We've got a serial farter 
on our hands, Rob. I know. If anybody can sniff him out, it will be you. I will find this farter, and I will destroy them. I will destroy them with their own game. You know, I, I learned something in grade school that that's a very valuable lesson. Whenever you fart, you can take your hand in the back of your pants, palm it, and throw it in somebody's face. <laughs> Have you ever had that done? No. no. Oh, it's fucking disgusting. Well, <laughs> there's this kid that this motherfucker, I'm not going to say his name because people listening know him, but he used to rip one out, he'd stick his hand in the back of his pants, get a nice little gob of that gas, and he would throw it in your face, and it would it smell like he stuck his asshole to your face and farted. It was horrible. That's, oh my god! That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do to the uh, mad crop duster, and this guy, he's pretty proud of it. He thinks it's awesome that he's the mad crop duster, and he's threatening me by doing it again. So, <laughs> this is war, crop duster. This is war. Oh, I feel sorry for him. And by the way, the mad crop duster is gonna be on the next ass paddlings because this one right here is already in, and we're gonna go into him after we take the next break. How's that, Rob? All right. Alrighty, we'll be right back in a minute. And now, Deep Thoughts with Mark. So, if I have a glass of ice water, and the ice melts into the water, is my water then watered down? Hmm. I may never know. just like a really funny radio show with all the funny taken out. Two douchebags in a microphone, raw and uncensored. See behind the smoke show. Watch as the douchebags get stung by a swarm of bees. Enjoy one of many coffee houses ordering our heroes out. Watch Mark revisit Clinton, Missouri to claim his innocence for all the mad shitter accusations. Act now and get both high quality DVD sets and a free douchebag calendar. Mark off today with a douchebag looking at you. Supplies are limited, so act now. Our constant pursuit for a real knee slapper. It's strange insults from an alien. Real hilarity. I would Bags and a microphone worth every penny. That's why it's free. Hi there, this is Fucknut from Two Fucknuts and a Recorder Podcast. Two Douchebags and a Microphone are our favorite podcast ever. Please go to your friend's computer and download it from there. Go to your church's computer and download it from there. Go to people you don't know and grab their phones and download it on there. These fuckers need all the help we can get. Remember to bleach your Bluetooth after every show. And just like that, we are back. Two douchebags and a microphone. I'm Mark. And I'm Rob. All right. As before mentioned, we have some invisible ass paddlings. The mad crop duster is not part of him, but he will, I guarantee you. Next one, he's getting his ass swatted, and he's in the Hall of Fame, and it's a bear ass paddling, too. I bet he is. So, mad crop duster, when you hear this, you know what's up. I'm going to take like a pillow, uh, a pillowcase, throw it over his head and tie it to where he can't see me. And I'm going to hog tie him and I'm going to fart in his face for probably three hours. That sound, I that, bet you will. I will. And I'm going to video it and I'm going to send it to Rob. And then I'll put it on Facebook. Perfect. Perfect. All right. The first invisible... Okay, i got to explain this. I haven't been explaining things tonight. Okay. 
Invisible Ass Paddlings, me and Topher, uh, the uh, one of the former hosts here, and, and hopefully we'll get him back to do little bits in the future or call in every now and then. But um, anyhow, we were walking down the beach, not holding hands, even though Rob and his brother say different. We were not holding uh-huh. hands. And we were not. We were walking along. Yeah, sure. And sure. I, I stubbed my toe. And I look back, and I'm like, shit, man, it had a cork in it. And Topher's like, hey, look, man, it looks like a genie's bottle. I go, oh, fuck, my toe hurts. But it does. So I go over there, pick it up. I take the cork out. Bam, a genie pops out. Very condescending, hateful genie. He did not like us, but he owed us a wish. And me and Topher are like, ah, three wishes. He goes, no, guys, that's only in movies. You get one wish and one wish only. And that's it. I suggest you use it wisely, like, I don't know, end world hunger, no more violence, um, no more wars, you know, plenty of drinking water, you know, don't just waste it. Me and Dover looked at each other and said, now, we want to be invisible once a month so we can paddle people's asses. The genie hesitated, rolled his eyes, and he kind of shook his head, and he goes, okay, I have to grant it. So he granted our wish. So once a month, actually we can do it a little bit more than a month. The genie actually reached out to me and said, there's so many stupid fuckers in the world that I can actually do it more than uh, once a month if if it's warranted. So anyhow, that is the invisible ass paddlings, and I am going to go right into them now. Okay. The first ass paddling, invisible ass paddling, goes to NBC. For not honoring their contract with legendary Al Michaels and snubbing him for the NFL playoffs. The guy is the best by far, and it's not fair what they're, I know why they're judging him. He has ass bag games. The reason he left the NFL was simply because they flex games, like the Chiefs have been flexed out of uh, Sunday Night Football because the Patriots, nobody gave a shit. Okay, they're horrible this year. And they got flexed out. I mean, so, you know, Al Michaels was going to go to Boston, and then all of a sudden they could go, oh, no, we need you to go to Florida or something, you know, or wherever, Denver, whatever. Okay. And he didn't like that, you know. He's 76 years old, and he doesn't like to have to. So he went to Amazon, who can't flex their games. Their games are not flexible, so the game that you uh, have at the first of the season is the game you're going to get however long into the season. So he sounds bored because these games are ass bag games. They can't flex out of them. They're horrible games. I mean, how excited are you going to get Carolina against the Bears? Right. You know, nobody gives a flying shit about that game except betters. So then Al Michaels comes in with some uh, gambling stats and some statistics and and some advice. And I think the guy's amazing. I think he always has been one of the best broadcasters. But I think they're using his kind of. Uh, apathy towards these horrible games against him thinking he's not good anymore no if you got a uh, kansas city against cincinnati or if you got a philadelphia against dallas or you know if you got a premier game like san fran against kansas city or something you would have al michaels sounding like the old al michaels but he doesn't get those kind of games right now but they took him off of it and they really didn't have any reason. They just they just took him off of it. Said, and Al Michaels didn't even know they took him off of it because someone asked him. They said, "Hey, uh, how come you're not doing the uh, playoffs this year?" And he said, "Yeah, I am." He said, "It's in my contract." And then I guess uh, he found out that NBC had already uh, sent out notices saying he was not going to be a part of it. So they get the first crack in the ass, um, and they deserve it. I will second that. All right, good. The next Hall of Fame inductees, already they're already in the Ass Paddling Hall of Fame. In the Ass Paddling Hall, NFL refs get to be taken out for a few hours and bare-ass paddled for the, once again, horrible officiating. These blind-as-a-bad influencers are ruining the fucking game. They're assholes. Go get a sense of pride, you corn-fuck imbeciles. I'm getting tired of seeing your stupid face instead of the people with the real talent. The ones on the field. I don't want to see you, you fucking asshole. You are a stupid ass that we have to deal with. So, right. anyhow. Let uh, him play. 
Yeah, let him play and quit calling his stupid fucking penalties. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about the Kadarius Tony one, which was complete bullshit yeah, yeah. because they showed him asking the ref, "Hey, am I over the line?" And ref didn't say anything. So, what's he supposed to think? And he didn't throw the flag yeah. until after the play. But there was a play before that that they gave to Travis Kelsey that they shouldn't have. It was it was not a catch, and they gave it to him. And so I mean they're blind they're they're fucking horrible. I mean each side each side got stung. It's just ours was a little bit more crucial than theirs. Each side got fucked because these guys cannot do their job correctly. So anyhow, they get ass paddled, they suck, they're in the Hall of Fame, and I think they need to be ass paddled for fucking thirty days in a row. Fair ass. You got it. Alright. Next one. All the Swifties for running out and getting her image carved with ink on your body. She is Taylor Swift, the most tattooed star ever. These people are a bunch of rubes. You know, at least now they don't have cash for that $7 cup of coffee because they're too busy getting Taylor Swift on their ass or on their whatevers. Well, that, that makes me want to go out and get a Travis Kelsey tattoo. <laughs> me too. Me too. Uh, I'm going to get it on my inner thigh. Where are you going to get it? I like my butt cheek. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm going to have Travis Kelsey on my inner thigh, and I might get Mahomes on the other inner thigh, and then you're going to get Kelsey on the butt cheek. Are you going to get Mahomes at all, or are you going to? Hey, I might as well. All right. Where are you going to put Mahomes? We'll keep, we'll keep the team together. I think so, too. Are you going to put him on the other butt cheek? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. You're awesome, Rob. I salute you for being a real fan. That's who I am. There you go. Next one who gets an ass paddling is Taylor Swift herself for making the very bigoted comment about the male NFL fans that are tired of seeing her during a broadcast. Her comment was, I don't care if any Brad, Dad, or Chad doesn't want to see me during the game. Number one, we don't, we don't want to see her. We want to see the game. So fuck you, asshole. I, yeah, uh, Dad, Brad, or Chad, don't don't label us. I'll label you, fucking dumbass, uh, dumbass uh, starlet that hit it big that does, has uh, has minimal talent. So anyhow, once once again, I'd rather watch her boyfriend break another NFL record. Yes. We don't want to see her up there high-fiving all the entourage and Brittany right. Mahomes and all that. No. Nope. And meanwhile, per Tyreek Hill is in Miami crying because he's not even the side chick now. Right. So, anyhow, no, I don't hate Taylor Swift or nothing like that, but I think that that comment... She didn't need to say it like that. It sounded it came no, off she did. It came off very poorly and I expected a little bit more out of her than that. So anyhow. Yeah, yeah that's a little uppity. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is you're right. Thank you, Rob. That's the perfect way of putting it. Yeah. It's like uppity. Uh, we don't need that. Yeah. So anyhow. The whole fact is is we want to see the football game. It's nothing against you. Um, I'll put it like this, Taylor Swift, if you listen. I'm sure she does. So, okay. Oh, yeah. Let's say you're watching a movie, okay? And the movie has horseback riding. But every time they keep showing some uh, some football star that you don't know of or a baseball star watching the uh, the horseback riding, instead of watching the horseback riding, instead of filming that, it's a very poor example, but I don't know. You know, I had to come up and on a dime. So look, what? look, it's nothing against you. It's just we came for football, not Taylor Swift. So anyhow, we'll move right yeah, along. Yeah, you, you entered our world. Exactly, and I know it's not your fault that all these uh, networks take and uh, and throw you up there. But I mean, you know, it still is annoying to people that just want to watch a game. So are all these referees that are stealing the spotlight. They're annoying, too. So, anyhow. All right. Next one. Ashley Furniture for all the fires that was allegedly started by faulty recliners. Okay. 
Yeah, there's a bunch of them going on, and I think Ashley Furniture is still saying, no, we got nothing to do with it. But other people are going, no, and started them, and started them my recliner, burnt the whole house down. So Yeah, I, I, I ran across a story about that, but I didn't get reaped up into it. Oh, no, I just wanted to give an ass paddling out to them. So, yeah. so at least now they're getting an ass paddling for it. So if, if you guys had nothing to do with it, I apologize. But if you did, then we'll ask Paddle you again. How's that? There you go. All right. Next one, Amazon Fire Stick for putting in commercials when I pause a show. This is complete bullshit. The other day we're watching a movie and Val had to go get something, so I paused the show. And Val's like, hey, I thought you paused the show, man. I want to say, I go, no. I said, they stuck a commercial in the pause. Isn't that insane? Uh, yeah. That is, yeah. I, I think it's Fire Stick that does that. I don't know who else could have. I mean, maybe it was Amazon. I don't know. Whoever done it. Yeah, Amazon is Fire Stick, actually. Whoever done it. Yeah. You get an ass paddling because that's complete bullshit. I, I mean, you, you pause something and then they throw in a commercial. <laughs> that's That sucks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's weird. Next, ass paddling. Whoever keeps crop dusting me in the break room at work. I I did I did this before I got the email, dude. You are a vile bastard and need to be paddled bare assed. And they sent me the email before I could get to these. So, so there you go. I was already going to paddle their ass. Now I think I'm going to paddle it more. As soon as I find them, I told you, you're you're going to. Uh, you're going to get a pillowcase over your head, hogtied, and you're going to be farted upon at least 20, eh, no, more than 20 times. Probably for about, what, three hours? Uh, I, I, I'm going to be a nice guy and give Mark all my swaps, so he gets, oh. Oh, you, he gets awesome. you to himself. Rob, you are such a trooper. Thank you. He deserves it. Yes, he does. I agree. He's just taunting you now. I know. That's all right. I will catch said crop duster, and I will find you, and I will do horrible things to you. I know you will. All right. Next one up, Guy Fieri for not leaving his sons a dime when he kills over, per his article in the New York Post. He said he's not leaving his sons anything. He said they're going to have to earn their own. Couldn't you at least just be a dick. Yeah, couldn't you at least break him off at least fifty grand or something? Jeez. All the money yeah. he has, he ain't gonna leave him a dime. I, I think that's a little too radical. You know? Make him work until then, make him have you know, have a normal life like other people. But then when you kill over, man, don't just fucking you know, you can give some to charity or whatever or something like that, but you know, the nothing I think is a little extreme. So Guy Fieri Love you. Love your diners, dive-ins, and drive-ins. But you get an ass paddling. That's the rules, guy. That's the rules. I don't make them. Next one. Roger Goodell for barely acknowledging a problem with the horrible officiating on virtually every game. Agreed? Yep. Roger Agreed. Goodell is an ass bag for not addressing the issue and letting it go on and on and on. And I'm sick of it. They have to do something about it, and it's ruining the game. Like right now, you're enjoying great ratings. People love people like Mahomes. Uh, people love Jalen Hurts because he's a good guy. You know, there are a lot of storylines there. There's, you know, I, yeah. I, I you know, it, it's it's a great sport. But trust me, and Rob, you're saying the same thing. You're ruining the sport by letting these fucking uh, letting these referees. Take over the game. Stop them. Reel them in now. It's already a problem, and it's only going to get worse. What now? And we're not only talking about the Tennessee referees. We're talking about a lot of different NFL referees. Yes, this isn't, games this isn't whining. This isn't whining. Kansas City have been the re recipient of plenty of calls that went their way that shouldn't have. The one, the one that I most noted was the Kelsey one that happened about 20 minutes before this one. And he yeah. did not catch the ball, but they uh, they said that he did. He was fumbling it all the way to the ground. And they said, oh, no, it was a catch. And I was like thinking, boy, we got a gift there. But, boy, that gift was taken away at the end, wasn't it? 
So, no. Yes, it was. It's going both ways. The Chiefs aren't getting slighted or put out or nothing. Look, it's ruining the game. Both sides are getting screwed with, and it's bullshit. Let them play the game, and don't influence it. Right. All right. Next one. A final one, but the most deserving, in my opinion. These fucktards. Major League Baseball for coming up with a horrible, terrible idea for a draft lottery. Now the bottom feeder teams can't even get a good draft picked. You guys, all of you, players to owners and everyone in between are greedy assholes. I hope the screwball fucking league goes under soon and a real league can take its spot with actual games that a small market can compete in. I can't even stand baseball anymore because you guys fucked it up so bad. You guys suck. You ruined it. And I can't stand you because of that. And I won't watch your sport ever again. I'm done with it. I mean, I don't care how good the Royals do. They could be perennial winners for 10 years in a row. I'm not watching it out of principle. You guys have fucked me over too many times. And I'm sick of it. So, anyhow. I'll they, do that one too. And they should be in the yeah, I, I totally agree. Hall of Fame bare-assed. So, anyhow, um, all right, now that rant's complete, um, I've got, you know, Volvo, the uh, automotive people? Yeah. They have a list of the most hated highways in America. Oh, cool. I think I've been on most of them, um, except maybe two. Okay. Okay. Um, Volvo's most uh, list of most hated highways Dallas, Texas Highway I-345 Yeah, it's a bastard because those HOV lanes The HOV lanes are lanes in the middle and whenever there's a, um, in the morning when people are going into Dallas that lane, it's a barrier it scoots over and it gives all the lanes going into Dallas it gives them an extra lane. And then at night, when everyone's going home, the barrier is on a track, and it scoots over to give them an extra lane uh, going out of the city, right? Sounds like a great idea, right? Yeah. Wrong. Cars continually fuck up and get caught in it, and, and it causes more problems. People don't know what they're doing. They don't understand it. They get into wrecks. So I understand 345 is a complete mess because people are stupid. So, okay. next one, I-70. <laughs> That's a no-brainer. Yeah. I-70 is horrible. And the reason it's horrible is because these truck drivers. The truck drivers don't have enough power to get over these hills. Look, I-70 through Missouri is, is terrible. It's one of the earliest uh, interstates ever built. And it looked to me like, from what I read and can gather, there's a lot of, of corruption going on. Uh, you know, they're supposed to even out all these hills and these uh, curves and everything, but they didn't. Yeah. So it's a very primitive highway for being an interstate, a coast-to-coast -coast interstate like that. And it's not in good shape. And these trucks try to get around another truck, and then they hit a hill that they're unaware of, and it can't do anything. So these people are just going insane, going 50 miles an hour on what they could be going 70 to 75 on. And the right. trucks always get into wreck because, you know, they, I don't know, they're fucking, their speeders wore off, whatever. So I-70 is a horrible freeway, and it's because the dynamics of how bad the freeway is and the curves and the hills and all that. When, when you have an interstate, an interstate should be flat and mostly straight, right? I-70 right. is a lot more straight in Colorado going through the Rockies than it is in Missouri. So, uh, I believe that. It, it is. Next one. Now, I'm not saying there's not a lot of really long, steep hills there, but they're, but they're a lot more drivable. So, anyhow, next one is Detroit's I-375. 375 or I-75 both suck. And they're both hor horrible through Detroit. And I believe it's I-75 that ends at the Canadian border. And it's weird because all of a sudden it just stops, and then you go to the the smaller road just out of nowhere, and it goes to the bridge and the tunnel going into Canada. 
So you're going through this expressway and suddenly you're in a horrible part of Detroit going really slow. And it's like, what the hell? Next thing you know, you're locking your doors and shit because you're like, wow, I don't know about this. If you're going to Canada, you know. So, yeah, I can see I-375 being a nightmare. I-75 is a nightmare. Next one, Oakland, I-980. Yeah. Yeah, I can't agree more with that. Um, it, it, like, does this crazy, stupid loop deal, but it doesn't make sense. And you know what? I, it, I'm just not going to. People that know, know. And it's not worth explaining because there's a lot of different right. dynamics in it. So, next one is Pasadena, California, Route 710. Never been there. Never been on South uh, 710. I'm going to take uh, Volvo's word for it that it's horrible. Rochester, New York, the inner loop. I don't agree with that one at all. I, I don't know. I've been there a couple of times. Um, they seem fine to me. I don't know. Maybe something else. I, I, I don't. I don't know. So, um, San Francisco, I-280. Yeah, yeah. And that's just because the sheer volume of people. The The actual interstate isn't that bad, Rob. It's actually pretty straight, and it makes sense, and the exits are cool. They're not, like, throwing you for a loop or nothing. Um, it's because so many people are going into San Francisco, or at least this is before COVID. I don't know if it's going on like that now, but I did several jobs in San Francisco, and if you have yeah. to go into San Francisco proper, plan on two hours. I mean, I'm not kidding you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It is a standstill. Yeah, so I agree with that. Syracuse, New York, I-81. Again, I don't. I didn't think the Syracuse, Rochester area had very many problems, but I don't live there. I mean, it seemed to me like they worked pretty good when I was there. Um, Trenton, New Jersey, Route 29. Yeah, that's pretty bad, but to be like one of the top ones, I don't know. Then again, I probably wasn't there during rush hour or like a game or something. I don't know. Right. You know, so maybe it is that bad. What I say is, where's I-95? I-95 is a bullshit road. It goes up and down the coast from Florida to uh, uh, Maine to Canada. And that road, there's not... You could be going through the Carolinas or um, Bumfuck, Virginia or anywhere. Georgia, Bumfuck, Georgia. It is always packed and there's always idiots trying to hit you on that road. I think I-95 should have been first, in my opinion. So, and then the big one, the big omission that really bothers me is where's Coastal 101 in California? That thing is a fucking nightmare. That thing is a horrible road and they they need to redesign it. The word is, is I don't know if this is true or not, but from what I read is, um, was it Goodyear or, or Michelin or something? Um, they... They put them in charge of that road, and they configured it to where people are, like, sitting there burning up tires. I don't know if that's true or not. I just read that, so if oh. that's wrong, uh, you know, I apologize. But I, they they supposedly used to have a, a lot better um, system, and then they changed it, and that's what screwed it up. Uh, it, it was like when I used to work in North Kansas City. They had really good drainage, Right. Then they went and they redid the drainage ditches, and it flooded all the time. But then later on, I found out they said that they didn't want the water running into the Missouri River that quick because it hurt species of frogs. But I found that out way later. Yeah, so that's what they said. They they said that water ran through there so quick that it was hurting the frogs. So we we got flooded out like every time it rained when I worked up there. So, um, anyhow, um, before we end this broadcast here, we got about five minutes left. I want to go into yeah. our numbers here. My God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Guys, keep uh, keep on telling people, man, this thing is starting to really hit good. We appreciate yes, it. it. I mean, Des Moines, Council Bluffs, Kansas City, all of it. I, I mean, you guys are really bringing it. We have a lot of other hotspots, too. We do well in Denver. Let's see. Let me see here. It's been a while since we, you know, did our top market. So allow me, please, to go over this a little bit. Okay. 
Um, Des Moines is our second largest market. Just killing it up there. And I believe yeah. the guy that, that emailed me and said the reason we do so well is there's lack of entertaining radio up there. He said there's virtually none. Uh, Kansas City, Missouri is our first one, of course. Kansas City, Kansas is our second no, our third largest market, because Des Moines are second of, of people yeah. listening. Ashburn, North Carolina. We have a huge amount of listeners there. Thank you, guys. Harrisonville, Missouri. If you took Harrisonville yeah. and put it per capita, we'd have a million listeners in Kansas City. I cannot believe how many hits we get from yeah. Harrisonville. Thank you. I don't even know if I know anyone left in Harrisonville. I used to know virtually everybody there. Um, it's the same way, same way. Yeah. I, I ain't been up around there in years. Douchev66 at yahoo.com. If, if you know me and you're in Harrisonville and you know me, email me and let me know who you are, okay? Either one of us. I know some of you probably still live there. So, yeah, I probably used to uh, fucking go to the arcade and play in something. So, anyhow, next one Brussels, Belgium. I cannot believe people. I, I, I'm still just like floored. Uh, let's see. Columbus, Ohio. I wonder if that, that's where, what's her name? Ruth Ann? Or Ruth something or something like, like that. that. Yeah, that complains yeah. about me ditching, uh, um, dissing on the Bengals. I wonder, yeah. I wonder if that's where she lives. I, is that Central Ohio? I think she said Central or North Central or... Something like that. Well, like anyhow, it doesn't matter. Just thinking out loud. Denver, we have a pretty good amount of listeners. Lake Ozark yeah. is good. Council Bluffs is still good. Um, Adrian kind of dropped off. Adrian, Missouri. I don't know, man. Our people there must be on vacation for the last few months because Adrian, Missouri, we, we haven't got anything from there in a while. Um, anyhow, those are our top markets. Um, doesn't seem like you're, oh, St. Louis is starting to come around too. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah, there's no rhyme or reason to why we do so well in some markets and other ones, no. The only thing I can think of is this. I think someone initiates, hey, listen, two douchebags, microphone, that sounds interesting. So, you know, they. Yeah, yeah, I, I get a lot of comments about our name. Yeah. People love the name, and it's a solid name. It really is. I mean, and yeah. like I said, it's I, aptly named. Do What would you say, Rob? I, I, a lot of people are kind of shocked when it comes out of my mouth. They're like, huh? <laughs> yeah. Two douchebags on a microphone. Well, like I said, if if I had to describe this show I something that's ca- in something that's catchy, two douchebags and a microphone. It has all different types of things in there. It could be like that Beck song, got two douchebags and a microphone. Where it's at? Yeah. It could be that. Yeah. Or it could be a couple of dudes that are douchebags and a microphone. Or it could be about anything. I mean, it, you know, it, it what it yeah. is 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 something that resonates in your head and you don't forget. Someone says, "Hey, yeah, I you mean, that, that's a name. You will, you won't forget it." Yeah, uh, someone goes, hey, what are you listening to? Two douchebags and microphone. Ha, <laughs> ha, No, what are you listening to? No, two douchebags and microphone. They're a podcast. Really? That would make me want to listen if, if, I, if I heard that name. Oh, yeah. you know what? That's probably a bunch of dick and fart jokes. That's what I like. I'm going to go download their shit. So evidently, dick and fart jokes are still in, even though regular radio thinks it's not. Right. So, anyhow, thank you, everybody. We're living proof. Yes, that's right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Keep telling thank your you friends. Thank you, each and every one of you. This, this shit is working. No joke. This is working, man. Our numbers are going insane. Please, keep telling people, because it is working. Thank you very much, every one of you that listen. Write to us. Keep writing. I got... Eh, about 12 emails I got to get to. Uh, we might get to them tomorrow if I get a chance to print them off. Uh, if I get a chance to print them off, I will. If not, they'll, then they'll be um, next week. But I try to keep up with yeah. emails as much as I can. Thank you, everybody. We appreciate it. Have a great night. Which, which I am now on two and a half weeks vacation. So me and Mark are going to go to work. 
Yes, and we have more bits coming up for you. I have some really good ones. Um, I gotta have yeah. I gotta have Chad, the voice guy, uh, do a couple of bits before we can start doing them, because I right. I, I have to hear them. I, you know, I talked to you about some of it this morning. Right. Okay. Well, there's one in particular that I didn't talk to you about that I'm really developing that I'm really proud of, but it has to be done right. It's got to have you in there. It's got to have me in there. It's got to have Chad in there and possibly somebody else. Okay. So, anyhow, all right, you know what? All this probably bores everyone else. So, anyhow, just uh, <laughs> just, just uh, hang out with us. Thank you. Have a great night. Just up what? and coming. Up yeah. and coming. Up and coming. More stupid shit. Imagine that from two douchebags and microphone. Okay. Again, thank you. Have a great night. Good night, everybody. Hey, where'd everybody go? We're the douchebags. <laughs> oh my god, someone took a dump in the corner. Oh jeez. Ugh. Glad they're gone. Let's just hope they don't come back. Oh, man, that smells. 